0: Good morning everyone, good morning, happy, good Friday. morning everyone happy good friday i'm extremely tired um but to be honest i was up extremely late uh I sent a song to my best friend, the one I posted last night from Tom Petty, I Won't Back Down. I love that song. I can hear it in my voice too. When I'm tired, my voice gets crackly. So she called me and asked me why I was thinking of that song. See, her and I, we both start digging at each other, and there's a reason for everything. So she's like, what are you thinking about that made you send me that song? So we got into a deep spiritual conversation (laughs) about our lives. And even though, I mean, we see each other, we just saw each other the other night. We talked like forever. And it felt really, really good. Um, It's good to have someone to let go of personal things to. Like, I can tell her anything and everything. And (laughs) she gets it. (laughs) Even the dark stuff, you guys. Because we all have dark stuff. Listen, every single one of us has these deep, dark things within us, okay? And I've been able to tell her. She understands because she's gone through it. She's never made me feel guilty. Ever, ever, ever. She actually listens and she gets involved. Like, she wants to hear more. And me too. Like, she starts telling me stuff and then we end up like this. We just can't. Shut up, and it's so much fun. And yeah, last night I was like, Oh, I threw caution to the wind and didn't even think about having to get up in the morning, so it ended up being a late night, but it was super fun. And we need that, we all need that person, we need a person at least to be able to really go to and be like. This is what I was feeling and this is what I was honestly thinking, but... um, Because with her, I can tell her when I'm being selfish. I can tell her when I'm having a hard time with change. I can tell her when I know I'm in the wrong with some things and she's okay with that. She understands. Cause there's a lot of times in certain situations, I am wrong for the way I behave or express myself I just don't know how to handle it sometimes. So, guys, today is Good Friday. Last night, um, it was beautiful. During dinner, I got to tell my daughter, because we had dinner together. We were enjoying. She got to cook mashed potatoes for the first time on her own. Such a beautiful thing. I taught her, or showed her how to do it, and now she'll do it all on her own. Homemade mashed potatoes. I love her trying to find the verse of the day. And um, I got to tell my daughter about who Jesus really was. Um, The fact that it's Good Friday and the celebration, like tonight we'll sit down and talk about his crucifixion. I'll get in the Bible and actually teach my kids. I don't know if I like short hair, you guys. Some days I'm like, it's awesome and some days it's not today it's just not um and actually teach them what god has shown me about the crucifixion um not what mankind generally floats around and whatever they do no what god has shown me about jesus crucifixion i told my daughter which was such a beautiful thing one day i want you to have a relationship like this with god Good Friday, you guys. Good Friday was the day that Jesus was executed. This is in Matthew. Okay. In chapter 27, it starts. Okay. Judas sold him out. Okay. But eventually, after Jesus was captured, just so everybody knows... And I've said this before, when I did Matthew, that was the last book I did was Matthew, okay? Um, after Judas sold him out, Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priest and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? You, you see to it. He threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. He had so much guilt and remorse for what he had done to somebody he loved. In the moment, and you guys you have to remember, in those times, people were very barbaric. God used this moment, and unfortunately, you know, Judas, he just he couldn't take the guilt. He couldn't take the remorse. He hung himself. It was too much. What he did to Jesus, he knew was wrong, but he couldn't help himself. It was that ego in in him that desired that money, and he couldn't help himself. And God knew this. God knew this and used that ego to ensure to make sure that Jesus would die on the cross today. For us, today. That's how much love Jesus had. How beautiful is that? His love is eternity because He embodied the love of God. And this was what was interesting. The chief priest took the silver pieces and said, it's not lawful for us to put them in the treasury. This is the heart of some Christians in this world. Okay, I'm going to lay it out. There are some Christians that like to sweep things under the rug. They like to run away from the truth. They like to tell people what they want to hear when they themselves aren't really doing what God is calling them to do. They're more worried about the numbers that are attending their ministry than they are making sure that the quality of what they're doing is up to par with the kingdom of heaven. The difference. When people are worried about how many numbers are within the church versus am I doing what God is calling me to do. I know the difference because in what I'm doing here, it's not about the numbers. It's about the relationships. I'm in the business of making relationships, creating relationships, sculpting relationships, ensuring that every person that comes to me understands, and feels the love of God. Every single one. And it has to be one by one. I could never be over flooded with so many people trying to you know, communicate with them. So God has brought people one by one by one into my life for me to get to know who they are singly so that I can love them individually the way they need to be loved. It's such a beautiful thing. But there there are some people in this world that just don't understand this. And they live from a tainted heart. And this is what I mean by tainted. But the chief priest took silver pieces and said, "...it is not lawful to put them into the treasury." First of all, they knew what they did to Jesus was wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. They had plotted to get him in jail where he was at. They had to manipulate the system to get their hands on Jesus. That was already unlawful in the eyes of God. But see, they didn't, they just thought, you know, it was what I did. They really didn't understand who God truly was. It's unlawful for us to put it in the treasury because they are the price of blood. See, they knew. Good morning, Bailey. Okay. So they knew, they knew that they had bought Jesus so that they could do what they wanted. It still goes on today, you guys. We buy flesh all the time. There is this documentary on Netflix, not Netflix, YouTube, you guys. Want to know slavery? I wouldn't almost know if i call it slavery. It's flesh for trade still goes on in Africa. And guess who's doing it? Their own people. Their own people in their own tribes are selling children from families. There was a documentary about it, and I'd have to find it. This young girl starts doing the hard investigating. I was just intrigued by this girl. She was young. She did a set of documentaries. And the very first one I watched were children from overseas who were adopted here in America. Their parents were manipulated by agencies within their hometowns. Were people, friends that they knew. One in particular, how it came out was this American family got some children from Africa. Okay. And they started talking to the children and the children told them some stuff. They went to go find the parents to find out what really happened. Because what these children were saying was they wanted to live with their parents. Everything was fine. Like they loved their parents. And when they backtracked the trail of how these children came to be in their custody... And they found the parents. You know what happened? This woman within the tribe, for money, would go to the parents, would say, Listen, there's families in America who can take care of your children, put them through college, they can do this. It's a better life for your children. This was a woman within the tribe who was friends. She lived within the community, she was a black woman. She went to these families, and they all loved her, so they trusted her, and they said, you're right. We want our children to have the best that they can have, so what happens? The families give their children to this woman. She takes them to an organization who pays her. Handsomely. And then the organization holds on to the children for a few years and they charge the adoptee parents that are in America hundreds upon hundreds of dollars. Like a lot of money, you guys. We're talking into the grands. Okay. I don't want to overquote myself, but I'm pretty sure it was over 25 grand. Easy. Per child. They would hold on to these children and they would charge these family monthly fees. They would call them boarding fees, education fees, all these fees they had to do for the children, traveling fees. And in like two years, the adoptive parents in America would receive these children. They were receiving children that didn't want to leave their homes. Their parents had been manipulated, had been lied to. They didn't get any money. It was that woman who was all their friends, who was a local. She was a black woman selling out her own people. Flesh for trade. Still goes on today. And you want to blame the white man for slavery? Guess what? Black people are enslaving themselves. They're taking their own children. They're selling them into trafficking. It's human flesh for trade. For sale. They're doing it to children. You guys are doing it to children. I wish to send this video to BLM. I would love to, along with the link of the documentary, just to really show you what truly goes on in your black communities, from your homeland, that you say that Americans ripped your people from and stole your lands you did it yourself you're still doing it it's disgusting so this is where it all began people were doing it back then they jesus was sold out for money and here's the pharisees they're like we may not even get to chapter 25 you guys i may have to edit this we're not getting to exodus chapter 25 i want to talk about good friday so um they couldn't put it in the treasury because they felt that would be too much it was blood money and they knew it so what did they do they consulted together and brought with them the pot bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in therefore the field was had been called the field of blood to this day then it was filled with what was spoken by jeremiah the prophet saying and they took the 30 pieces of silver the value of him who was priced whom they of the children of israel priced we're just like that you guys we sell each other out every day we blame other people for emotional problems every day we've all done it What was the post? Can I find this post? God's gonna show me. I know I can find it. Where is it? There it is. So a friend of mine... This is what's been going on. Everybody's offended. Everybody's insulted. You know. And this is what we all do to each other. When you do this, You're treating someone like they treated Jesus. Everybody blamed Jesus for the way they felt. They were insecure. They were fearful. So they lashed out at him. They wanted to plot against him. Here was the meme. Kids in 1995. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Adults in 2021. Words are literally violence. This was my response. Truly. If my words offend you, Then there is truth to them that has hit a tender part. We have to learn to face our triggers and not blame others. People who trigger me were a blessing because it showed me I had some issues I needed to deal with. Okay. And that is true, you guys. Jesus was sent to show people, you know, you have to face these things to change. And they didn't like it. Especially the Pharisees. They didn't like it. They didn't like that this mere man was more holy than they could ever dream of. They knew it. They knew it deep down. That's why they couldn't stand it. So he was sold. But it was all part of God's plan. And They purchased a burial field out of it, I guess you could say. Something that's everlasting to this day. So later on, uh, the person who's interrogating him goes, do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But Jesus, all he said was, it is as you say. It's, I am whoever you say I am. Jesus was good at that. And that's true. I am whatever you say I am. I've told people that. Whatever you say I am, that's, that's, you can believe whatever, whatever narrative you want about me. It doesn't offend me. Those things used to offend me. They don't anymore. I don't care what people think about me. I just don't. I know my place with God. I'm too solid in it. You can't rip me from that, which will coincide with the verse of the day, by the way, how beautiful God put that together. So he's here interrogating Jesus and Jesus is just like, I am whoever you say I am. But Jesus knew the time was coming. This was it. He just had to go through it. I'm sure in his head he was talking to God the whole time, you guys. This wasn't just Jesus alone. Okay? When you go through something like this, God is right there all the time. That's why Jesus could stay calm. That's why Jesus could go through it the way he was. Because God was there loving him. And it's something that touches the soul that nobody can see right now in my life because God has prepared me in such a way God can love me all the time he does love me all the time and I can feel it it's something that fills my heart like this it's a pouring into my heart you can't see it with the flesh eyes it fills me where I feel my heart fill like this. Good Lord. Can't you see I'm busy? And so that is what Jesus is. I'm going to go out on a limb, literally, and know that God was there with him, pouring love into him. Ensuring that he wasn't alone. Jesus was never alone. Jesus always had God. When you make yourself available and God cleanses you in such a way, you forever have that feeling of love flowing through you. And you are never alone. He's always right there. It's okay. Or you share the joys with him and it's a beautiful thing and he's celebrating with you. I can feel God laughing. I can feel when he cries, I know when he feels the loving and the things that I'm doing and serving correctly for him. And I know when he's just letting me do things, even though it may not be the correct way, he's allowing me to be me. I don't do those things so much anymore. I can feel it. I can feel it. So I understand Jesus, how he was able to do such a thing, you guys. How was Jesus able to withstand being whiplashed almost to death? He was whiplashed so much it would have killed the normal person. The whiplashes went down to the bones. Okay. He had stakes through his palms. That could be survivable but the way he had to hold himself up on the cross he had to hold himself by almost doing a pull-up this way to be able to breathe otherwise he would have suffocated he would have sank like this and suffocated he had to hold himself up even the wife of this man goes don't what how does she say it Have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. Um, Pilate, who was the man? There was two men pretty much on death row, I suppose you would call it. Barbe Barbe Bar. Barabbas, and Jesus. And they wanted Jesus. The crowd wanted Jesus to be let go. Here's the thing about people, you guys. I've noticed this about people, and this may irritate some of you. There's a lot of followers in this world. You will follow the crowd of what everybody is getting riled up to do. This is facts. Look at the riots. I'm going to specifically say the riots over George Floyd. And guess what? Now the video of the body cam of the cop was released the man was resisting arrest a uh, lethal dose of two different drugs um he would not listen he was justly being arrested he wouldn't get in the cop car he kept flailing on the ground i'm surprised they didn't tase him they didn't tase him they didn't do anything um he probably died from an overdose And what did people do? A whole group of people got stirred up and they followed the crowd and they started burning, plundering, and rioting because they had so much inner insecurities and fears going on and they reflected it out in that behavior. They did. They used that as an excuse to be a shitty person in this world. That's what anybody who caused any kind of damage to follow the riots over the George Floyd thing instead of sitting back and letting the law handle things. You just use it as an excuse to be a shitty person because you can't control your bodily functions and you are a follower. Ooh, did I say that? I am saying it. That's ticked me off see so many people. It happened in my hometown. I'm looking at people screaming about Black Lives Matter. You're racist when you do that. You are racist because all lives matter. And you want to know what? It's blacks who are killing blacks the most, not whites killing blacks. Do your research instead of just wanting an excuse to be a shitty person out there screaming, not knowing anything. You have no education. That's what I thought. That's how I look at people like that. You're ignorant. You don't know any of the facts. Irritating. Your screeching voice is irritating. Off topic. So Jesus was released into the crowd and they mocked him, ripped his clothes off, made a thorn, a crown of thorns for him. Hit him, spit him, punched him. How sad. And what did he do? What did Jesus really do? Nothing. All he did was love God and speak the truth. And you know what? We're dealing with that today. People cannot stand, spit, the freedom of speech. They just can't stand it. We're having this issue in America where people are so easily offended because somebody tells them the truth that the government is trying to step in and and stop freedom of speech. Well, you can't. You won't. You never will be above God. No one will ever, ever, ever be above God. Ever. Those that thought they were with Jesus, truly, you did exactly what God wanted you to do. Jesus was supposed to die. But if Jesus was supposed to live, he would have lived. God is all powerful. But when we look on the flip side and we've been that person who has persecuted somebody, persecuted, I use that word because you can do it verbally, who has blamed Another person for the way we feel. Just think about it. I really want you to sit back and think about this. I've been blamed for other people's feelings. Love you. And I've also been the person. See, I could be in Jesus' shoes. But I've also been the people. Who has persecuted somebody, blamed somebody else for my own inner insecurities. Heavily. I remember when I did this. Video, I broke down and I started crying because I realized I'd become just like these people in my life. I was persecuting somebody for my own choices and my own faults and my own inner demons, and they had done nothing wrong. I broke down. God showed me the error of my ways. that is how God uses the word to show us our wrongs not take the word and show other people their wrongs to go to somebody's face and go see see like the pharisees did using the word to feel better then God uses the word to show me who I am that's why nobody can come up and tell me who I am because I know who I am So Jesus is up on that cross. What was the words? (laughs) They're all taunting him. You who destroyed the temple, you who destroyed the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the son of God, come down from the cross. All these words. He saved others. Look, they say it. He saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he is the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. See, so many people want, want you to be at their beck and call. Show me. Prove me. Well, that's your own disbelief. And here is the moment about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, "Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani." That is, "My God, my God, why have you forsaken me?" In this moment, he screamed that out because. What happens when God resides in within you, he will take away the pain of feeling anything. I know this from personal experience. He's done this for me where I didn't really feel pain because he was residing within me. So that is how Jesus was able to bear this pain of everything he was going through and not cry. not He wasn't feeling it. But here's the thing. There had to be a moment where Jesus felt the pain all that pain of being whiplash, beat. He had to feel the emotional pain of how those words felt, of things he never did. And here it came. The physical pain, the emotional pain, and the mental pain. He had to feel it in that moment. And that is how we are forgiven today. Because God, Jesus took that all on for us and died still loving us. So God, God's Holy Spirit, God, he left Jesus' physical body in that moment, and Jesus then was experiencing the pain of everything that had been inflicted on him. Everything. And I can imagine what it feels like to sit up there being hated by the entire world after being almost whiplashed to death uh, spit on Um, so anybody who feels suppressed in this day and age have you went through that physically? I doubt it nobody's been through something like this and still loved people let's keep that straight still loved us whose death served a greater purpose than we could ever imagine. Nobody will ever do what Jesus has done. Ever. 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 So they gave him some sour wine, and then it says, And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice, and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split. The graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went to the holy city and appeared to many... So Jesus let go of his soul. When I watched my dog get euthanized, I watched her face. I had to watch as she let go. She was just that dog who would have never let go of her life. She couldn't. It wasn't in her. She would have kept going and kept going, regardless of her limitations as she was getting older. And I watched that moment. Um, so I can imagine when Jesus finally let go of his soul to God, just let go. Now, when it talks about the veil being split, the veil is the spiritual world, you guys. Being able to see what's really going on behind the sp- scene spiritually, that's the veil. When it, say, it says the veil was split from top to bottom... People could see that the souls were coming out of the graves. They could see the spiritual realm of the world. Suddenly they knew it wasn't just a flesh world. There was other things going on. It changed. Okay? So when you really think about it, it changed. As soon as Jesus died, people were able to see what God allowed them to see. Okay? Because God has done this to me all the time. But in the beginning, it was really scary. I remember the first time, okay, the first time God did something while I was at work like this. And I remember just being all normal. And I look over and I see all my coworkers. And I could see the tormenting of their souls. And uh, I just, I stopped and I could, I stared and they, their flesh was happy and joking, but their soul was tormenting. And it started to really make sense how we're all a little bit tormented. It's that grind. I could see the different toxicity in people. And you want to talk about mind blown? My mind was blown. Um, it really tripped me out. I couldn't stop. I just, I was just watching. That I didn't understand what was going on. I couldn't believe it. And at the time, I didn't realize it was. God showing me. He wanted to show me some things and teach me. He was just opening me up to understand the unveiling. It's opening of the third eye, you guys. Only God can do it. That's what opening the third eye is. Is God unveiling for you? It comes from the Bible originally. It's not some spiritual meditation that you can make happen yourself by vibrating your brain enough and it'll crack open. That's not true. You have to walk with God in order to have that unveiling. And you will see the spiritual realm of the world that God wants you to see that's prevalent to your life, to your purpose. He did that quite a few times, quite a few. And it scared me. Scared me because I had never seen something like that before. I didn't understand it. And I was quite sober at the moment. So that really kicked me a new one. Second time it happened, I walked away from the situation because I was really scared. I didn't understand why, um, but it scared me. And so... And I wasn't walking with God and the Bible. I just knew God was real at the time. So for me to understand this, I resisted the Bible at that time. I wasn't. I I'd, I'd only read really one book of the Bible, and I knew bits and pieces, but I didn't believe it to be true. So I didn't understand what was truly going on. I just knew it was happening, and not to tell anybody because they would think I was crazy. So that's what happened in the end, you guys, because of Jesus's death. We were God was able to unveil to us what he chooses to unveil. And when you walk with God, he will show you things. But you have to walk with God. You can't have that unveiling without it. He's not going to give you any kind of power. What was the person the other day trying to read my love life? Nobody gave you that power. You're making that stuff up in order to make money from people, most likely. Because anybody who's truly following God doesn't go up to people like that and go, I have power. Nobody does that. If they do, they're they're seeking out to make money. They're not seeking out to help you, to bring you to God. That's not bringing me closer to God. So what are you doing? That's how I look at things nowadays. If it's not bringing me closer to God. If it's not in alignment with my purpose, then it doesn't belong to me in my life. So you guys, verse of the day, which is going to coincide. It's Psalms chapter 56, verse 11. In God, I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? The only time they were ever able to get their hands on Jesus was the very moment they needed to. God allowed it because it was what was supposed to happen. It was how things were supposed to go down. But look at all the other times. There was times they went to go arrest him in the temple and he was gone. God will always make a way. He will protect us. It will provide for us when we lean onto him and not into our own understanding, which means... how do I want to do this? I've done it before. So get a dry little diagram. Okay. Of God, okay. This is the kingdom of God. We have the choice, you guys. We have a choice to be within the kingdom of God or just to be over here in self destruction, selfishness, self. This is the self world, okay. The world of self. I've done videos on this almost a year ago. It was beautiful. Wow. Can't believe I've been doing this a year, you guys. I can't believe it. I chose. I finally, you know, I submitted and I surrendered and I committed. <laughs> Literally, that's how I feel sometimes. My eyeballs are all wonky. I'm going to leave that. That's my face, you guys. See, that's my face. Ha ha ha. So, you guys, I chose to be within the kingdom of God, right? In the kingdom of God, I have my work. I have my friends. My kids. Ministry. Okay? The things I like to do. Fave activities. Activities. Okay? You know, I'm pretty much protected, okay? Now... When if I was to step outside of the kingdom of God and go, God, I'm not gonna listen to you. I'm gonna do what I wanna do. I haven't done that in a long time. I ask God about everything. Ev everything. And if he's allowed me, it was for a reason. I do believe that. Because I ask him for everything. But if I was to turn my back on God and walk over here, okay, say, here's one I thought about. Um, What if I was just to go travel somewhere? God is specifically detailed about my life, you guys. So if I was just to pack up. And suddenly want to move away from Williston. This is one that kind of floated through my mind at one point in time. I was going through a rough patch and I was like, God, I just want to leave. I don't want to be here in Williston. I want to move. I just want to be out of this state. Um, That was not too long ago too. And God's like, no. This is where you belong. If I would have went against God and I would have did what I wanted to do and move away like this, um, it would have been hard for God to protect me all the time because he would be trying to bring me back into the kingdom, which is my place, which is here in Williston. I know this for a fact. I belong here. I'm supposed to be here. This is where I'm supposed to be. But there are some times I get into moments where I'm like, I just want to run away from my life. Um... And uh, when you step outside the bounds of where you're protected by God, you're asking for trouble. Okay, You're no longer completely really protected because God is not within that place. It was not a chosen place. Let's say this is where a lot of people fall into trouble with addiction. Addiction. Okay, We'll talk about my addiction. Say if I was to go, I wanted to start hanging out every night at the bar. I mean... And I, I did that. I did that in 2019. I was very bored with my life. And I was like, why not just go to the bar? Well, guess what? That got me in trouble. I wasn't protected. Why? Because that wasn't a place where God wanted me. He wasn't sanctified within that place. It was filled with drinking and egos and and toxicity. There was no way for him to come in and and work within there to you know get through my head so when it says in god i have put my trust i will not be afraid what can man do to me as long as i put my trust into god and i stay within the kingdom of god right and i've done this i'm i know where god wants me okay so i stay here in my, my little universe that God has created for me, people love me in my world. who would never hurt me. They value me. I put my trust in God that he knows exactly everything I need. And in trusting God means things are going to happen. God has used things to trigger me. I was triggered the other day. He used situations to trigger me, to show me I still had things I needed to work on. When you get offended, God is using people to show you that you need to work on some things and address some inner issues. So every time I get triggered... I know it's meant to be and I need to look at myself every time. When I get upset, it means I have to look at myself. There's something that I need to change. So I put my trust in God in every step of the way. I trust that every struggle I go through is for a reason. Every negative thing I feel is meant for a reason. Right now, I'm going through... I don't know what I'm going through. Uh, it's, It's interesting, like... I'm super tired sometimes I'm like super energized and sometimes I'm super tired um it's like I'm almost on a roller coaster um it's interesting I was so tired this morning um but I'm going with it I'm trusting in God that he, what he's taking me through is for a reason and I'm not going to run away or allow it to make me angry i'm not I'm not angry about this uncomfortableness. It's not making me triggered into something like where I'm scared. I'm just like, eh, meh. That's how I feel right now, meh. I, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Here's the other thing, you guys. God will protect you just as Jesus. Jesus was protected until the moment that he had to go through these things. Nobody can hurt you when God is really walking with you. When you allow God to walk with you, no man can truly hurt you. He's 10 steps ahead of the game. He's years, centuries, lifetimes ahead of the game. He already knows my life it mapped out. He already knows. I may not know, but God knows. God knows how to protect me and shape me and sculpt me if I allow it god knows our entire life if we allow him he will bring us to the place we're supposed to be if we surrender it's trusting in him surrendering and submitting here's the word that a lot of people get upset about too submit submit means to trust trust in the leadership of the person in front of you it is hard it is hard for some people it's hard for me i don't trust a lot of people and I should. I have to give trust to have trust. But it's been a process. But I do trust God. So you guys, a recap. Today's Good Friday. Right now, that time long ago, Jesus was getting questioned. The crowds were getting riled up. They just wanted to see. They just wanted to get enjoyment out of seeing seeing a show. Just like some people last year felt about the George Floyd thing. They enjoyed watching the whole thing go down. And everybody was getting stirred up about it. Everyone. To be honest, I don't know if that cop did anything wrong. Because apparently the knee on the neck is protocol. And if you really watch the video, you start wondering was he on his way to overdosing? Because he sure was saying the craziest things. I was starting to wonder what's wrong with him? Like he's losing his mind. Places were burned. Businesses burned. Black Lives Matter created how much destruction? You should be proud of yourself. What a group. Same thing as Jesus. People just got so stirred up so fast. They didn't even stop to think about what was really going on. George Floyd, a man who was high on drugs, lethal amount of drugs, fentanyl and meth, who had just got done trying to pass fake bills at a store by the way he he had them in his car. Good morning, Vinay. Talk about George Floyd and Good Friday. It's very coinciding. This man was buried in a gold casket. He was doing wrong and the cop the cops the whole police department looks like the criminals and they weren't so here's Jesus same way he was just doing what he was told to do and people just swarmed up and wanted to see him dead they wanted and that's how a lot of us are we just want to stir up and follow the show we want to see people suffer. We enjoy watching people suffer. I've watched a lot of Facebook videos where people are recording others suffering. And it's really, it's really sad. It's really, really sad that people get enjoyment out of it. We're more likely to videotape somebody suffering and laugh about it than we are to actually step forward and help. And that's a truth about our society. In Psalms 56, Verse 11, in God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? When you truly believe and you're walking with God and you have submitted to every step of the way and you really are just living in the essence of the spirit. You're really free. You don't worry about those things. I don't worry about those things. I truly don't. I don't worry about it. What's the worst thing that can happen? The worst thing to me that could happen is I don't have God's love. And I know that'll never happen. Ever. I'm just too confident. I don't worry about anything else. I have minute worries. But my relationship with God is not one of them. And I love that. So guys... I wonder if my attitude is just reflecting this because it really does get me with the story of Jesus. Okay? Okay? I see it happen all the time in our world and we never think to look back on history. People we don't. We allow these things and we just keep repeating history and we don't learn and we say we're woke and we're not. There was a lot of destruction that went on last year. Just because the crowds were getting stirred up. I knew it got stirred I was watching it. I had to turn off all the news. It was just so toxic. Um it was sad was so sad um but this thing with jesus how loving he was i just always put myself in his shoes how would it feel how many people have ever stepped back and stopped to think how would you feel if this happened to you but then you got to understand the love that jesus had for god you have to start questioning that i don't understand that love Some people struggle with understanding the story of Jesus because they don't understand the love that he had for God. If you don't understand that love that he had for God, then you don't know love. That's a truth. If you don't know love, you have to start dismantling your life and inviting God in to show you what love is because you'll never learn it from another person. You'll learn it god using other people but that true deep down soul love that you'll forever be seeking you have to get from god where it's continual like i'm always feeling god's love it's never ending well i take that back there was a point in february he did remove his i felt empty i felt what it was like not having his love Ooh, that was painful so i know what it feels like Know what it feels like. Oh, wow. I know what it felt like for Jesus in that moment when he was calling for God. My Father, why have you forsaken me? Oh, God, oh, God, why have you forsaken me? He felt the void. He felt that void and he didn't even do anything wrong. He felt that void for me and you. So, you guys, my attitude is a reflection of how I feel about this story. It is it is a sad, beautiful story. It was necessary, but it's still, this was a person's life. A person that I love, and I've never even in flesh met. So, I love you guys. It is Good Friday. I love each and every one of you. Um... You know, some days I got it, and some days it's dark, and some days I'm super happy. And, you know, it just depends on what's really going on. I try to be real. I try to be honest. especially. I don't want to ever be fake when I do these things for you guys. Um, I just want to wear my heart on my sleeve and be real for you. Um, to show you that this is a journey with God. It's never... Always a walk in the park or a walk in, you know, the flowers. There are moments of emotions and, um, uncomfortableness and pain. I've spoken about my pains and I've spoken about the pain I've inflicted on others. Um, emotional, all of that. That's real. It's never perfect, especially when you're growing. Um... I do love all you guys, and every one of us is forgiven because of Jesus. That's the beauty of it. Jesus was so filled with God's love. He was just a walking ball of fiery love. How beautiful is that? I want to be that. That's what I want to be like. That's probably what God's doing with me, but it takes a lot, you guys. So I love you. Happy Good Friday, and we'll see you later.